0: You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this Twitter Tuesday episode here at Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week covering your New Orleans Saints. On today's episode, we got a ton of questions to get to from our Locked On Saints listeners from over at Twitter. But first. We got to get through the biggest stories of the day. The Saints had four players named in multiple reports that are potentially being shopped around the league for a possible trade. We'll talk about who those players are and what they could field in return if the Saints could end up trading them away. Then we'll also talk about the Saints reportedly expressing some interest in extending both offensive lineman Ryan Ramchick and cornerback Marshawn Lattimore which should be the priority, and how this all helps the Saints salary cap situation. Then we'll get to your questions from Twitter for our Twitter Tuesday. We'll start with offense in the second segment, and then we'll jump to defense and special teams to wrap up the show. Got a lot of fun questions here and a lot of fun topics to hit, so let's go ahead and get started with today's episode of Locked on Saints. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, editor over at Chronicles.com, and your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked on NFL podcast, We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. All right, family, no big moves for the New Orleans Saints, though. Of course, there was a big move across the NFL with Dak Prescott getting his four year one hundred and sixty million dollar contract. So one potential suitor for Russell Wilson off the board. So we'll see what that means. For the saints they roll along with the off season here before they can even dream about trading for russell wilson they have some in-house stuff they need to get taken care of first and some of that has to do with salary cap cuts and then of course restructures extensions things like that and we got news on two of those possibilities for the saints during, uh, really throughout Monday, uh, a couple of different reports, some from Ian Rappaport, others from uh, Bleacher Report, others from Albert Breer, kind of all over the place. But one of the first things that popped off in the morning was the idea that there were four New Orleans Saints that were connected to potential trade talks around the NFL. So we're talking about who those four players are and what the Saints could potentially get in return for them. So those four players are running back Latavius Murray. No big surprise there. Remember, we just talked yesterday about Ty Montgomery being re-signed. Mark Ingram being on the market, could that somehow find some way to affect Latavius Murray's tenure in New Orleans? Remember, he signed a four year deal two years ago. Four year deals in the NFL tend to be one or two year deals, honestly. So he's at the end of his second year now with a club out there. So the Saints could potentially move on from him, trade him, save two and a half million dollars and get something in return or just cut him out right and save two and a half million dollars that way another player wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders another name we talked about watching out for as a potential surprise uh, sort of move for the Saints that could move on from him for around four million dollars and of course getting something back in return for him better than coming up empty and just saving up the salary cap space the other names were defensive lineman Malcolm Brown who we've known about for some time and then linebacker Quan Alexander, who of course is still dealing with his Achilles injury. So the injury certainly sort of cloudies up a little bit of the potential ability to be able to move on from him, but they can certainly do it. It would be sort of akin to what they did with Kiko Alonso, to where he gets traded somewhere and then potentially fails the physical after being traded. So It certainly sets up some potential issues for Quan Alexander, who is set to make 13.4 or thereabout million dollars this season and does have an injury guarantee if he remains on the Saints roster into April, which sort of seems likely. I could see Quan Alexander being more of a cut and re-sign or a renegotiation to the point to where they ask him for a pay cut, essentially. That's sort of the way I could see Quan Alexander going, it's going to be really tough. To trade him in order to relieve yourself of all of that money, but then also get something in return. Considering just how much his contract is going to cost, so maybe a pay cut is the better route for him to go. It seems like another player whose name came out at the linebacker position was Alex Anzalone, who talked about his time in New Orleans being a fun ride. Sounded very definitively finalized about uh, sort of what his relationship was with New Orleans. So that was very interesting and certainly. Something to continue to watch as well as the Saints will have a lot of movement at the linebacker position over the course of these next few months. So it's going to be a little tough to move these guys and get any draft capital back in return. The Saints, though, no day three picks at this time. So maybe they're willing to take a sixth or a seventh rounder for any of these guys to just sort of get the numbers off the books and get something in addition in return. But it seems more than likely that if the Saints want to move on from these players, they may just have to end up cutting them. But we'll continue to watch the trade market as we move forward because that would be a huge benefit for New Orleans if they can move any of these players and just get a little something back in return in addition to the salary cap relief. Now, something else that dropped on Monday, this was per Ian Rappaport over at with NFL Network mentioning that the Saints are interested in extending one or both Ryan Ramchick and Marshawn Lattimore. Now, obviously, this should surprise absolutely no one. Both of these guys are essentially cornerstones at their positions for New Orleans and cornerstones of the offense and defensive sides, respectively, between the two. So being able to extend them and keep them and lock them down long term for the Saints ensures some of their future success as well in terms of their future team building. But how does that affect and how is that possible for them to do when they're so far below the salary cap right now at this moment here heading into the 2021 season? And the fact of the matter is that when you extend them, you can extend their contracts and change their first year hit or this year's hit, 2021, to be something much lower, and then backload the contracts like they always do. Remember, Alvin Kamara just recently signed a 15-year average deal, but or average per year deal, but the salary cap hit for the first year was only around five million or so. They could do the same thing for Ryan Ramczyk, whose uh, fifth-year option right now sits him at around 11 million dollars. Marshawn Lattimore is at about 10.2. Million. If you can drop both of them to around the 5 or $6 million range for their first year cap hit, then all of a sudden you're saving nearly $10 million while also keeping both of them in New Orleans on long-term lucrative contracts, particularly putting them up near the top at their respective positions. Now, I have to imagine that Ryan Ramchick is the priority out of the two, but honestly, keeping both or either of them for the Saints would be a big, big time win. So that looks like that's going to be one of their other big focuses here as we get closer and closer, one week away for the legal tampering period, just a week and a couple of days away from free agents being able to put ink to paper and actually sign those deals they can start agreeing upon in principle next Monday. So next, we're going to get to your questions from Twitter. We're going to start off with our questions over from the offense. What happens if the Saints trade Emmanuel Sanders? Are we seeing any type of an idea of what they might be interested in at the wide receiver position and even a backup plan at quarterback? What happens if the Saints can't get Jameis Winston or Russell Wilson? What are they going to do? We'll talk about all of that and more here in just a moment on today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We talked about a big win for the Saints if they can keep either Marshawn Lattimore and or Ryan Ramcheck, well, if you need to go ahead and lock down one of your big wins as well, there's only one place we recommend you go and do that and it's with our exclusive online betting partners at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action and even though football might be over, there's still some things you can take a look at in terms of futures for next season, but there's also the NBA, college basketball and NHL all in full swing, so go and check them out betonline.ag for your real updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. They've got the new scores and odds that you need, and it's the best way to place your bets. And best of all, it's free to sign up. Once again, betonline.ag. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Betting on your favorite sport doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, you can get all your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite and Lee Sterling's lock of the day by subscribing to the locked on bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right. So as we talked about before, there were some players that the saints mentioned that or not to the saints mentioned, but have been connected to trades that of course are saints players. The Saints reportedly interested in extending Ryan Ramchick and Marshall Lattimore. So a lot of things to do here still throughout the offseason. We saw the big contract go to Dak Prescott. I think that that could potentially signify that that big TV deal might be right around the corner and Jerry Jones, of course, would be one of the first folks to know about that. So we'll see what ends up happening with the salary cap, which at the moment that I'm recording this on Monday night still has not been announced. So Every team around the NFL has to get under the salary cap by the 17th. And right now, no one has any idea what the salary cap even is. So we'll see if hopefully we get that news sometime this week. And of course, Saints fans still waiting on news about Drew Brees, his official announcement. Is he retiring? Is he sticking around? Should he stay or should he go? We'll find out hopefully all here very soon. But as for right now, the unfortunate truth just simply is we have some questions that we don't have answers to, but I'm hoping that I have my answers to your questions on our Twitter Tuesday so let's go ahead and get to our first set of questions here all questions about the offense we'll start off with the homie Mike Parker at m Parker three underscore with the Lumi reports that Emmanuel Sanders might be on the trade block do you think that this proves why the Saints ended up looking into Rondell Moore and raises the likelihood of taking him or do you think that the Saints are just confident with what's on the roster behind Sanders so I think that whether or not the Saints move on for sand from Sanders and-, and trade him or release him Rondale Moore would be a fantastic piece to add to this team I mean you're talking about a guy that's just absolutely an athletic just incredibly athletic piece that you would add to this team incredible after the catch phenomenal hands great route runner plays in the slot very well he, yes he doesn't fit the prototype of the big six foot two six foot three 206 plus pound guy, but you know what, what he does is so specific and he's a world-class athlete on top of all of it. It doesn't matter to me if the Saints keep Emmanuel Sanders or not. If you're asking me about Rondale Moore, Rondale Moore should be in consideration regardless. I hope that the Saints can find a way to keep Emmanuel Sanders because he was such a big part of this team while Michael Thomas was injured. And of course you want to have that veteran leadership in case Michael Thomas isn't back to normal right away. This just gives you an opportunity to have that guy there with Emmanuel Sanders, but also investing in the youth at this position, investing in an extra wrinkle, investing in playmaking ability. Rondale Moore out of Purdue is a fantastic piece. And there are some other fantastic pieces, of course, at wide receiver in the draft as well. Now we'll go to Al Rowe at Al Row 337 He wants to know why do the Saints really want to get rid of Emmanuel Sanders when they just needed a stronger arm at quarterback? Well, Let's remember that Emmanuel Sanders isn't just a deep threat, right? He's somebody that works close to the line of scrimmage, that does a little bit of everything. I don't think that this is the Saints sort of shooting themselves in the foot or causing any trouble for themselves where they don't need it. It's just simply a, is he going to be able to perform up to his level at his age with the amount of money that he's being given? Remember, we talked earlier about how four-year contracts are usually one or two-year deals in the NFL, sometimes two-year deals are one-year deals. Sometimes it works that way. And if you look at the way that the Saints structured this deal, that might have been part of the plan anyway when it came to Emmanuel Sanders was sort of that win-now mentality and really going all out in 2020. And unfortunately, it didn't work out, didn't get them to a Super Bowl. So now you have to make a decision about how much was that your plan versus how valuable is Emmanuel Sanders at this point in comparison to the potential return on investment that you're paying for him. Does that $4 million that you can save by cutting him end up outweighing the amount of production you feel like you're going to get on the field with him as opposed to without him. So that's really what it all comes down to. I don't think that the Saints are going to make any decisions based on wide receiver because of information that they're getting from the quarterback position, aside from maybe the prototype changes in terms of what you want to add after the fact once you've had the changing of the guard. But outside of that, I don't think that this is really coming down to an evaluation of Emmanuel Sanders based on the quarterback. It's coming down to Emmanuel Sanders and the rest of the wide receivers that are in the room and how the Saints feel about them. Now, there's no absolute indication right now that Emmanuel Sanders is definitely going to be moved on from, but certainly he's a name to continue to watch as we learn more here throughout the rest of this week. At least we know that there's only a couple of days left of the big question marks at this point. Next, we'll jump to our next question from Arto at a and then on Twitter. Uh, kind of gives a scenario here, kind of a left field option of free agency so that Jameis Winston ends up signing elsewhere for more money. Sean Payton rolls forward with Taysom Hill, that quarterback doesn't trade for Russell Wilson, and then instead signs a cheap veteran quarterback, maybe a Ryan Fitzpatrick, shifts focus to a more run, uh, to more of the run game. So then uh, they go out and sign Leonard Fournette. Wanted to know if th- I thought that would be a realistic option. I think you can do most of that, right? Like if things go completely south at the quarterback position and you're going to, you know, roll forward with Taysom Hill, you're going to sign a cheap veteran quarterback and then maybe even draft one as well. That's absolutely a route that you can go. I think that those cheap veterans are going to be guys like maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick as, as as our tone name, but you can also look at Alex Smith, who's going to be on the market. And then if Alex Smith ends up signing with the Chicago Bears, you have a pair of quarterbacks that may become available there. Marcus Mariota could be available from the Las Vegas Raiders. So there are a lot of options out there in terms of the way that the Saints could move forward. And again, this is assuming no Russell Wilson and assuming no Jameis Winston. I don't know that you need to go out there and spend any money on Leonard Fournette though, right? Like if you're going to do that, you might as well stick with Latavius Murray. He's going to be cheaper. You already know what you can do because that was a very run heavy focus. Uh, game plan for the Saints all season in 2020. So if you're going to stick with that, you might as well just stick with the guys that you've got. That would be the only thing that I would say. Maybe they don't necessarily have to do, but hey, who's to say? Maybe they feel like Leonard Fournette could be the guy, right? Or some other running back out there they can get on uh, a little bit of a cheaper contract than what they're going to pay Latavius Murray in 2021 if he stays with the team. And now to wrap us up for this segment, we've got Drew's question at Drew Deja Vu. Thoughts on Ruiz or McCoy? As a trade piece given the redundancy between the two instead of forcing McCoy to go to guard, get a true right guard in the draft or free agency. Now, Eric McCoy played a good bit of right guard during his collegiate career, certainly more than what Cesar Ruiz actually played. I don't think that there's enough redundancy there for you to want to trade one of them away. I think if you were going to trade one of them, it would have to be Eric McCoy because he's actually played to a high level in the NFL and you've only seen Cesar Ruiz play out of position. But I think that the Saints on the offensive line in particular are going to be very cautious about that and not try to ship one of those guys off. The only people I feel like they're going to try to trade at this point, right, knowing that Russell Wilson's probably still a closed door at the moment, the only people they're going to try to trade at this time are going to be the guys that they're already looking to cut. So I think that Cesar Ruiz shifting to center, Eric McCoy shifting to right guard, that's a major advantage for the Saints to have those two guys that already know the system, already know the calls, already know the protections, as opposed to bringing in a new piece again for the third year in a row at one of those offensive line positions here in 2021. All right, coming up next, we're going to get to your questions over on the defensive side, as well as a couple of miscellaneous questions as well. We'll take a look at the linebacker position. We'll talk about a new Saints jersey that I might be interested in and what the NFL salary cap is looking like so far. We have all of that and more here in just a moment on another episode of Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And while teams are waiting to figure out how much money they're going to have to spend once they get the free agency, I'm going to tell you how to save a little bit of money on a very, very important aspect of your life, and that is taking care of your vehicle. Our good friends over at rockauto.com do such a tremendous job at making sure that you have everything that you need. You jump over to the website, you plug in your make, your model, year, and the part that you need, whether it's a a fuel pump accessory, or you need new windshield wipers, or you need new hubcaps for your car, whatever it is. Do people still use hubcaps? I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, but you know what I'm saying. If you need it, they've got it for you over at rockauto.com. It's a family business. This is a great time to be supporting those family businesses. So please go and do so with our good friends who have been taking care of auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go and check them out, rockauto.com, a very unique and remarkably easy to navigate catalog that's not going to charge you even more for being a do it or as opposed to being professional. It's all the same price, and it's much, much cheaper, and a fraction of the price which you're going to pay over with those chain stores. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts they have for your car or truck, and don't forget to write locked on in the how You hear about us section so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. let's get it who that nation it's one of my favorite times of the year here with the off season and of course we have a free agency right around the corner the draft coming up next month and one of the best places to keep you up to date with everything going on throughout the off season is going to be with trevor sykema and benjamin solak over with the locked on nfl draft podcast and it's always worth checking them out on tuesdays and thursdays they have their team takeover offseason series where they pick a new team And then take a deep dive into potential front office and head coaching signings, if applicable, as well as roster news, free agency strategies and a team centric mock draft. So go and check out the Locked on NFL Draft podcast and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. All right, so let's jump into our next set and final set of questions for our Twitter Tuesday episode here. Thank you so much for all the excellent questions. Everybody, both so far and upcoming, we have some that are more on the defensive side as well as miscellaneous here. So let's go ahead and dive in. This is coming from Alex at Alex Shiflet on Twitter. What do you or what would you do at linebacker if the Saints can't rework uh, Quan Alexander's contract and they lose him? So I would probably work on trying to keep Alex Anzalone around if that's at all possible. I know that he kind of sounded like there was a finality to his tone over at a uh, podcast, he appeared on on Monday. But you know, I would try to work with him. I would try to look at some of these other off-ball linebackers that you have in free agency and try to fill that hole with the free agency class. A couple of names that Alex actually mentioned here: Rayquan McMillan, Christian Jones. Those are certainly up there. And you can also look at guys like KJ Wright, who's a little bit more on the aging side, and some of these other younger, uh, maybe not as proved yet. Uh, linebackers that you could potentially find on this uh, in this free agency class as well. Of course, Kyle Van Noy heading the free agency. So there's a lot of opportunity there for the Saints to be able to address that need in free agency, which of course is the way that they're going to want to go about it and then go best player available in the draft. And if that ha- person happens to be a linebacker, then that's great. But that's certainly the way that I would go. Try to keep Alex Anzalone so you have somebody that is familiar with your system. Look and see what you've gotten, guys like Chase Hansen and Andrew Dowell, and of course Zach Bond, who's expected to be, you know, a middle linebacker, a will linebacker in the NFL. That's what the Saints wanted to transition him to. But maybe you grab one of those free agent guys to help out as well around the uh, the facility before you get to the draft. Going back to Artso here at a hack, and then after the Saints are finished restructuring contracts, do you think that it will be a while before they can contend for a Super Bowl? I think it depends. If you're extending them now, then that means that you have a roster that's just as good this year, next year, and moving forward. So, it kind of depends on what the expiring contracts look like, who they decide to move on from, all those other things. Their ability to contend for a Super Bowl doesn't live and die with just some of the roster decisions that they're making now. It lives and dies with the coaching, with the staff, with the decisions that are made over the course of trying to prolong that type of competition and that type of competitive nature. Even if the Saints have a decent year in 2021 but fall off a bit in 2022 because let's say the salary cap doesn't get back to normal and so they're hit again and they have to bite the bullet finally when it comes to salary cap based on this completely unexpected sort of situation then 2023, 2024 doesn't mean that they also won't be competitive. They just need to make sure that they organizationally make the right moves, make the right choices, and take the right steps to be able to get there. So I don't think that you can look specifically at the restructures from this season and then use that as a means of trying to predict success down the road because it's going to take continued success by the coaching staff, good decision-making, so on and so forth, by the front office. That's going to keep you competitive moving forward. That's going to be the more important part. We'll go to Evan next at Kostelka on Twitter. What is the most realistic or what is a realistic NFL salary cap for 2022 assuming that fans are in the stands and the, they get the new TV deals done. So, pretty hard to try to guess that off the top of my head. I do know that this 2021 salary cap was supposed to take them over the 200 million dollar mark. Of course, they were at 198 last season, so that's not super surprising, but could have taken them in the 200 teens, somewhere around that area. And I think that in 2022, you could potentially see them get back to maybe what was supposed to be the salary cap this season. It's really going to be the 2022, or excuse me, the 2023, 2024 salary caps that are going to be really, really swollen on those TV deals because you're going to come out of the economic impact of the pandemic and all the things that you kind of still have to spend the next couple of years climbing out of once you're out of that hole. And then... The stadiums are full again and the TV deals are blasting, you get the Disney money, you get the Amazon money, you get all that. Then all of a sudden, you're going to see, you know, Dak Prescott's $40 million a year deal be pretty run of the mill, which is one of the reasons why I thought it was smart. They took a four year deal so that he could renegotiate it after three. That's when this money is expected to really pop up. So it's that 2023, 2024 range to really keep an eye out on. Although the bigger those contracts are, the bigger those deals are, the more that it helps the Saints in the NFL this season as well as next. But it's those seasons to really keep an eye out on. And finally, we'll wrap up the show with our last question from Max at M-O-A-X-A-Y. Not sure how to pronounce it, so I just went ahead and spelled it. What is your wish for a new Saint jersey? So I tend not, I'm not really a jersey person. I don't wear jerseys, but I like framed jerseys. So I would probably go a Ricky Jackson 57 jersey. I don't have one right now, particularly the black jersey. I would love that. That's probably one of my next like big go and find it, big go and get it, get it up on the wall type situations. That's probably the way that I would go there. But Ricky Jackson is my favorite Saints player of all time. Right up there too Or a couple other players that a little bit, maybe some folks aren't really going to consider their favorites, but guys like Michael Lewis, guys like um, uh, Mike McKenzie, guys like Sammy Knight, those are the guys that I really, really like. So, Those are some of the maybe collector's jerseys that I would go and pick up. And then eventually after some of these other guys retire or move on or anything like that, then I might go for the collective jerseys there. But not really going to buy any jerseys of anybody that's going to end up on the team. Feels like a curse. Don't want to do that. (laughs) All right, so that's going to wrap it up for today's episode here with our Twitter Tuesday. Appreciate you coming through with all the fantastic questions. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Wednesday, so we'll get into our year in review. We're moving on to the offensive line here up next. So once we get to that and all of the other news going on around the New Orleans Saints, you know, we'll have a big full episode here for you tomorrow. So make sure you come back Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for the rest of the week. But until then, and until I see you again, I appreciate you as always for coming through. Y'all stay safe and have a wonderful, wonderful time. Y'all can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A, hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. And if you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe, drop that five-star rating and review. I thank you so much for all your support. Ever help me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints. at trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.